This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Parkinson's disease can be an overwhelming diagnosis, and while it may require some adjustments and accommodations, many people continue to work, enjoy life, and stay positive. Today's guest, Barry Blaustein, has continued to work as a Hollywood writer, producer, and director while living with PD. He and his writing partner developed many of the Eddie Murphy characters on Saturday Night Live and notably wrote Murphy's movies, Coming to America, and its sequel, Coming to America, that title having the numeral two in the middle of it. In this episode, he describes how he has continued to work, what accommodations he has made, how he has taken to heart the advice to exercise, and how he views himself in light of his PD and maintains a positive attitude. When were you first diagnosed with Parkinson's? This February was five years ago. Have you noticed any changes since then? In the beginning, I didn't notice any changes. In the last couple of months, I noticed a slight regression. That I'm tremoring a little more. I'm getting a little more tired. And I have to remember, when I question that, I have to remind myself, you have Parkinson's, so there's a natural reason why. But I work out six days a week, and I hate working out, but I do it. And that's really kept me, the Parkinson's, from getting it much worse. So it sounds like you were not a workout fan before your diagnosis? No, 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 no. I never worked out. Now I box three days a week. I just did a Pilates class before this interview. I did Tai Chi. I, I, you name it, I do it. What was your reaction when you first received the diagnosis? I was, you know, surprised, shocked, taken back. What happened is my mom had died about three weeks before. And she noticed, she, she was saying, oh, you're talking so low and your voice is getting... I can't hear you. And I would say, well, it's because you're old and your hearing's going. I made a promise to her that I would see a doctor about this. Someone got me in to see a very good doc, my doctor at Cedars. I got to see this doctor at Cedars. And he just said, you have it. They do that test. that seems so simple. And they say, you have it. And I was shocked, taken back. But I had to go teach. And I took the news with me down to the school. And the week before, I mentioned in class that I was, might be a little late the following week because I was going to the neurologist because I have Parkinson's. Some people think I have Parkinson's. And I made a joke about it. And a student started crying. And she's going, oh, my father's Parkinson's. not nothing to make fun of and all that. And I said, I'm not making fun of it. And I remember talking to her before the next class. I just came back with it. And I do have Parkinson's. 
would you be upset if I talked about it? She said, no, you can talk about it. And I talked about it. And I, I live about an hour away from where I teach. And by the time I came home, three students had sent me articles they downloaded about Parkinson's and diet and Parkinson's and exercise and various things. So I knew I wasn't alone in this battle. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. It sounds like you were a bit ahead of the curve. I've heard of many people, it takes a couple of years to get a diagnosis, but I guess first Dr. Mom sent you on your way and then you found a good doc who could nail it down pretty quickly. Yeah. What happened is uh, it was through a connection at Cedars that uh, my daughter's uh, ex-boyfriend's mother was did work for Cedars raising money. And so she got me in to see a top doctor quite quickly. Otherwise, I would have had to wait months. What was your mood those days? I very much was like, I didn't pity myself. The doctor said the best thing you can do is exercise. This is what you have to do. Yeah. And I just decided that's what I'm going to do. My, my, my fiance and my daughter found trainers for me immediately. They did the, the leg work. And I, I just hit the ground running. There are moments when I feel bad I have it. You know, my attitude is everybody gets something. And so I got Parkinson's. It was funny because... The doctor said, or the doctor's assistant said, Parkinson's won't kill you. You can still get leukemia and cancer. I said, this is so strange that you go to a doctor and the good news is you can get leukemia and cancer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did an interview with Michael Oaken and he said, I tell my patients it's not cancer. You know, I try to put it in perspective. I thought, in, uh, uh, if I could just tell, first thing that flashed through my mind was, Years ago, like in the 1980s, mid-80s, I was in an event in Las Vegas, and Muhammad Ali was there. He was in this phase of his life where he could barely talk. And I was sitting at a table next to Muhammad Ali, who was one of the greatest people of, of my generation growing up. And I was trying to talk to him, and he was talking, but he was mumbling and, and was trying to do his magic tricks. And uh, sadly, I couldn't wait to get away from the table. And my first thought was, I didn't want to talk to Muhammad Ali. Who's going to want to talk to me with this disease? 
as a comedy writer, do you somehow incorporate into your career and creativity any aspects you've picked up from your Parkinson's? I don't mean mentioning it necessarily, but how does it affect your work really is the question. You know, I have a naturally dark sense of humor. So this feeds into it naturally. I've never addressed it in my writing, the Parkinson's. I'm, I'm, I'm writing now a one-man play where uh, about my experience with Parkinson's that uh, I hope to finish by the end of the year. Otherwise, it hasn't really affected it. I told my agent, or my ex-agent and ex-manager, that I have Parkinson's, and they were like, well, you've had a great career, and so and so and so and so and so. I go, it's not over. It's not going to stop me. You go home and you read all of Michael J. Fox's. That's the first thing I did was read all of Michael J. Fox's books. They were tremendously inspiring, but he would talk about, uh, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to him because his life was really screwed up before he got Parkinson's. And I'm going, well, that's good for him. My life wasn't screwed up. <laughs> I was very happy. And I didn't need a disease to put things in perspective for me. In your case, it sounds like your uh, cardiovascular health has benefited uh, from all your workout that it wouldn't have otherwise. Thanks to Parkinson's, I'm in the best shape of my life. I lost 20 pounds, and I'm in great shape. I just can't do anything. It answered a lot of questions. Like for me, when I was diagnosed, like my tennis game, I played tennis all my life, and I was a, a decent player, like a, a B player. But I noticed in the last five years, my game was getting terrible, terrible, terrible. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm going, I'm not that old. It shouldn't be that falling apart. And then the first person I called was my tennis partner. And I said, hey, I know why my game's falling apart. I have Parkinson's. So it gave me a lot of excuses to use everything. Hey, buddy, your game hasn't gotten so much better. It's mine was getting worse. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned you've been feeling some fatigue. Does that interfere with your work, or have you any, had any cognitive issues that would interfere in, with creativity or actual work time? I have to uh, concentrate more on work time. I started off writing on Saturday Night Live. My partner and I wrote a lot of stuff, most of Eddie Murphy's material. And when he came back to host the show... I was hired to be a writer on the show again. And those hours are killer hours. On Monday, on Tuesdays, you're practically working from noon to about four in the morning. And I realized I didn't have the energy to do that anymore. And I realized going into it, I probably wouldn't have the energy to do it anymore at that same rate. And, you know, the question was, do I work till midnight or 1 a.m. or do I work till five in the morning? And I just said, I'm opting out for my health. I'm leaving at midnight or one. That's the only time I felt it worked. And I don't know if I could have the energy to, to direct a film anymore. I would have the energy. I just want to do other things with my life. No one can accuse you of being a slacker for only working till 1 a.m. Right. Without sugarcoating it, what do you say to someone to stay upbeat in the face of problems or limitations? You've got to stay upbeat. You've got to be realistic. 
But you've got to stay upbeat because you can't let the disease defeat you. It wants you to stay home. It wants you to lie down. It wants you to, uh, to go into your shell. That's not a way to live a life. You've got to fight it. You've got to fight it. You know, that saying is, if you meet one person with Parkinson's, you've met one person with Parkinson's. It's true. I made a lot of friends through these classes, the Parkinson's. A lot of, know a lot of people with Parkinson's now. And they're all fighters. We're all fighters. You just can't let something like this defeat you. When I was talking with Boss Bloom, who's a pretty high-powered Parkinson's researcher in the Netherlands, he said, I tell my patients, you have Parkinson's. You are not Parkinson's. You have a whole life to live besides this. Right. Right. And I wound up using it a lot. I got a disabled parking, which is great sticker, which is fantastic. And I use it to get out of stuff all the time. Like, I don't feel like going to your sister's house tonight. I have Parkinson's. You know, and you can get away with anything. So I use the Parkinson's card because I might as well, I got it, I might as well use it. But there are times it's frustrating. I'm a teacher and a professor now, and like sometimes plugging things like little cords into my computer, my hands will tremor a little. So I have to ask my students to help me. I begin every semester telling the students I have Parkinson's. I say, if, if you see me shake a little, that's a tremor, that's because my Parkinson's. If I speak a little low, that's the Parkinson's. Just tell me to speak a little louder. But if, if I ever say anything really mean to you, that's not the Parkinson's. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel about you. And they all laugh, and, and, they, and they all feel comfortable. I think I looked you up when I saw that you're teaching, and you get pretty good reviews. So I guess... Uh, <laughs> you read those reviews. Some of those can be vindictive. <laughs> but generally, students like me. I'm a tough teacher, though. i tough grader. You usually find people on these reviews sort of split 50-50. Some appreciate learning a lot, even if it's tough, and the others just want to cruise through a course. So that affects their uh, opinion. You had mentioned Michael J. Fox before. There's always this feeling that people in the same industry know each other. You're not in a support group with him and Alan Alda and other guys, are you? No, no. I've never met Michael J. Fox. And I wrote Alan Alda when he got diagnosed because I went out to dinner with him like 15, 20 years ago. I just offered support and all this stuff. And he wrote back. I'd love to meet them. I'd love to meet Michael J. Fox. I think he's done tremendous Tremendous work. And I think the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that he did having Parkinson's was hilarious. I think I saw it before I had Parkinson's. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Now I really appreciate it even more. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, 
check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. What have we missed or do you think you'd like to add, if anything? To people with Parkinson's, it's not cancer, it's not leukemia, it's not anything else. And it's not what you said that the researcher said. It's just a part of who you are. It's not the definition of who you are. I tell people, people ask me, I tell people all the time I have Parkinson's, if they need to know. You shouldn't feel guilty. It's not something, there's nothing different I could have done in my life. If I had a heart attack and I was overweight, maybe I should have not eaten such fatty foods. If I had cancer, and maybe I shouldn't have smoked cigarettes, lung cancer. But I couldn't have done anything differently in my life. I still would have got Parkinson's. So it's nothing we did to get it. And it can be fought. And it can be fought. I, I think having a positive attitude towards it helps a lot. It's a big fighter in, in disease. It doesn't make the disease go away. It explains stuff. Do you find your bringing it up puts other people at ease and makes it easier interacting for both of you? Yes. If I'm having a bad experience. I get nervous at airports. I don't know why. Going through luggage when you board a plane. And I'll usually tell the flight attendant I have Parkinson's. I'll say I have Parkinson's. And they'll usually bump me up a class seat. That's what I usually do. <laughs> I've even done as guilty as goo. I've gone up and say, excuse me, I just wonder if you could help me. I'm in, a, I'm in the back of the plane and I have Parkinson's. I was wondering, I'll be comfortable. By my, I might make people around me uncomfortable. And then I'll, I'll, I'll do a fake tremor. I say, oh, no, we'll, we'll move you up to you know, business class or you know, extended leg seating. I go, oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. That's good. You just don't want to give other people ideas about people who don't have any conditions. I'm sure some would capitalize on it. I just wrote a movie for Paramount and then Amazon released the sequel to Coming to America. Eddie Murphy asked me to write it. I had had Parkinson's for about a year, and I didn't tell him because I didn't want the studio to know because I thought they would never hire me if they knew I had Parkinson's. Plus, I'm past an age of where they hire people. And then uh, I finally told Eddie about it. He was very supportive and couldn't believe. He says, you, have, you can't tell. You have it. How do you pronounce the name of the sequel? I mean, it's got a numeral in the middle. So. Coming to America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put air quotes. You put you put air quotes around it. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Uh, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I want people out there not to give up. That's the whole point of, you know, so many of these podcasts and a lot of the stuff...
This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.